With the aid of Matt Matman, Myri made it to the Manor Argenvistolt, the ancient stronghold of the long-since obliterated Order of Knights. Some knights stayed up, cashing in their bad luck to cling to Barovia as revenants, beings of pure hatred dedicated to an uneasy stalemate with Strahd's forces outside Ravenloft. Their leader, the vindictive Sir Vladimir, lays claim to the sword Myri needs to vanquish the vampiric villain and escape the valley. In order to obtain it, she must retrieve the skull of the dragon that once led the order. No easy feat, as it is held in the clutches of the swamp woman that has plagued Myri since the beginning, the Witch of the Waterlogged Wastes, Baba Lysaga. We fade in on Myri and Matt, crouched next to a raised plot in the local cemetery. In the center of the plot is a life-size statue of a kneeling peasant girl clutching a rose. Although her features are gray and weather-worn, she still bears a striking resemblance to Arena Koliana. Carved into the monument's base is an epitaph, Marina, taken by the mists. The revenant knights led you around the marsh hugging the base of the hilltop. The lunar river penetrates the swampland to the south, and you've circled round in the fog to the empty shell of an old stone church north of which is a cemetery of leaning gravestones, enclosed by a disintegrating iron fence. Half the cemetery has sunk into the mire, and everywhere you look, black clouds of flies dart about, hungry for blood. If the flies are hungry for blood, they're not flies. They're mosquitoes. Motherfucker, <laughs> we're in Vampiria. There's a lot of tiny insects that we call flies. They're they're gnat adjacent. Okay, take... 59 <laughs> piercing damage as flies descend upon you. And I'd like to dodge. Roll a d20. <laughs> okay. Um, it's me, Matt, and Sirian McKellen. Am I wrong? And Sir Elton John, Dame Judy Dench, Sir all Paul McCartney, them? and Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, they're all here. Gang's all here. They're going to do whatever you tell them to do, mm. but for ease of narrative and dice rolling and all mm. of that... Whatever you have them go do, I'm going to have that kind of like play out without right. dice rolling, right. with the exception of uh, Sir Godfrey. I think Sir Godfrey is uh, separate from the rest of the Revenants, if you so choose, or can aid them, your call. Mm-hmm. You know what? As you're crouched in this cemetery plot, mm-hmm. go ahead and give me a perception check. Let's see what you can see through the mists. 15. To the south, between you and the river stands the remains of a mansion built on higher ground. A thick shroud of fog covers all, but to the east of the churchyard, about 400 yards away, is the dull light of many candles. Between you and that light, there are at least two scarecrows that you can see, silently standing upright like dolls awaiting playtime. Farther away still, you can make up the shadows of stone cottages, separated by low stone walls hunkering down in the mire, as though they have long since given up the idea of escaping the thick mud. The fog is thinner beyond that, and on the far side of the river, you see a glint of flashing light, not like candlelight. What's the strategy? How many bad boys did I see? I saw two scarecrows that are just scarecrows and couldn't possibly be anything else, right? Yeah, decorations, you know, for this old farming town or whatever. Did I see any other scarecrows? (laughs) That's all you can see. Okay. Godfrey, do you know anything about this place? Is this sort of their home of operations, or is this an outpost? Those two look like lookouts to me. The undead knight turns his head to you with a, a fleshy creak, and staring with his burning red eyes says, This was once a town. Berez 
Years passed. Strahd raised the river to swallow it. Nobody lives here anymore. Except the swamp woman. If you can call what she does living. Well, you're one to top. That is all I know. Irie gives Matt a look like, please. Mm-hmm. I literally just talk them down. Like, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Your charisma's too high to oh. be that. <laughs> no, charisma isn't not talking shit. Wisdom is not talking shit. Charisma is talking shit and making them think it was a compliment. Do you know anything about her? Is she human or is she like... I've heard of things like hags and things. I feel like that's something my root here know about. M- Myrie's met hags, so yeah. Wait, I have? In the windmill? Those were hags? The old women who were eating children? Those were hags? I mean, maybe. Who knows? Oh my God. I've heard of hags before, and like, I'm sure I'd know one if I met one, but is that what she is? All I know is she is a woman with powerful magics. She's been alive for centuries. To be alive after all this time, in a place like this, what could she be but a witch? A frog. I turn around and stab it. (laughs) (laughs) It reaches out in vain for its lover, who hops away. Sorry. um, She pulls her scimitar out of it. I have a scimitar of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Oh my god, I sound so high. That's No, this is just me at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're a little bit higher. <laughs> okay, great. Let's uh, let's get into the thick of it, literally. Thick with two C's. The swamp woman is foxy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, know. welcome back to 1P D&D After Dark. Today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Today we're fighting a swamp woman. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would like to sneak... Allison's going to kill me before I um, crawl behind all these cemetery stones and things as I try to get closer to these scarecrows. Mm-hmm. I want to turn around and be like, Matt, keep an eye on me. If I send a signal, let's attack these guys. If I'm lucky, maybe they won't see me. And if you're unlucky? Well, that'll be the signal. I don't like it, but this is your suicide mission. What would you do? I'd be elsewhere. She's the skull of Argenvost. She is our sworn enemy. This is where we are meant to be. Have you guys ever challenged her? He shakes his head. She is a powerful threat, and not one that we have dared disturb. We've lived in an uneasy stalemate. Okay. Let me see what I can see, and I'll come back. If I'm lucky. I'm gonna sneaky. I'm gonna use luck. (laughs) We're off to a great start. (laughs) Oh, fuck! The dice tell the story. Fifteen. Okay. My modifier's 11. <laughs> First roll was Tarask, a 2. Tarask. No, no. Uh... Where are you sneaking toward? Toward where are you sneaking? Great questions. I assume the two scarecrows are out in front of this house. I want to go off to the side of them both. So hillside or riverside? Interesting. Riverside. In between you and the river, there is this mansion. Are you heading toward it or are you heading like around it? Are the scarecrows not in front of the mansion? They are not. They are in between you and the candlelight, which is not coming from the mansion. It's coming from some sort of structure in the center of town, but you can't make out what it is from here. I would like to go towards the candlelight, but like take a little bit of a berth around the scarecrows to see if I cannot alert them. That was my plan. Sure. 
As you skirt to the south near the mansion, you see another scarecrow. All of these motherfuckers have gotten single digits on their perception checks. They are straight up guards. (laughs) They're stormtroopers. (laughs) They are. They are stormtroopers. But their eyes are their guns. I mean, in their defense, their eyes are made of buttons. So <laughs> that is the nerdiest thing you've ever said. <laughs> that can't be true. I'm a court reporter, if you could read back the last two years, I watched Coraline for the first time speaking of button eyes, and mm. I can't believe it exists. It's so perfect, dude. Fucking like a baby. What a great studio. Story wise, it's fine, but like visually, it's a masterpiece. Mm. Okay, which okay. scarecrows see me? None of the scarecrows see you. You're at the bank of the river. It takes you a long, long time. You're up to your waist in this swamp water. The marsh... Pry your feet out through the thick muck. It makes it very difficult to go uh, silently, but luckily the fog is so thick it shrouds you from vision. Hmm. Uh, You approach a cluster of ruined cottages separated by low stone walls, and you can see a short stretch of dirt road that has remained intact. However, you were right on the banks of the river. The glinting light is closer to you. I would have to cross water. You would have to cross to get the to it. Yes. Can I try and see anything from here? Make a perception check. None of these dice are good. Fifteen. Someone has built a ramshackle wooden hut on the stump of what was once an enormous tree. The rotting roots of the stump thrust up from the mire like the legs of a gigantic spider. An open doorway is visible on one side of the hut beneath which, upside down in the muck, rests a giant hollowed-out skull of what appears to be a saurian creature. Flanking the hut's doorway are two iron cages that dangle like hideous ornaments from the eaves. Scores of ravens are trapped in each one. They squawk and flutter with their wings excitedly, creating a din. Can I ask things about the ravens or am I about about to get hit? The two aren't mutually exclusive, but ask things about the ravens. (laughs) In my experience, the ravens are against her, right? Yes. They're my homies. The ravens are your homies. They run the winery. Yeah. And it's the scarecrows and the swamp women that broke into the winery and stole their gems. Oh, I get it. It's scarecrows and crows. I'm here. I'm on board. Legitimately, I've been reading this book for years now. Did not get that until you said it just now. Oh, it makes me feel so much better because you and I have class and we're like, a crow is not a raven. A crow is not. Exactly. No, we respect our corvids. We respect all Corvids. Mm-hmm. Um, Corvid writes, there's probably a joke there. Magpie Carta? Wait, I had something. Oh, my other question. Uh-huh. The cages are metal. Are they being held by rope or by chain? They're being held by chain. Fire still melts metal. Just gotta use more of it. The croaking of frogs and chirping of crickets falls silent and the stench of decay grows strong as behind you, you hear the trudge of heavy footsteps through the mud and water. <laughs> I suddenly crouch down, and I turn around slowly. Bloated gray shapes shamble out of the river, dripping wet. What do you do? How are their eyes? I look into their faces, and I look for any sense of recognition in their eyeballs. Uh, Make a perception check. (laughs) Do they have eyeballs? (laughs) That's much better. A dirty 20. With the dirty 20, you can see, uh, because now like the candlelight is behind you, and as they're coming out of the muck, you can see at least three bloated corpses. Their skin is blanched 
Several of them have uh, parts of their skin eaten away. Their eyes appear to be completely waterlogged and swollen. They're lurching toward you. I calm my breathing and just still trying to be stealthy, take a step back and start walking back towards my boys. Make a stealth check with disadvantage. With, uh, was it, was it disadvantage or was it advantage? It was disadvantage. It's a natural one. (laughs) You take a step into the placid water and fall completely under. It suddenly goes dark and you thrash instinctively, causing up a shower of water. Elsewhere, hundreds of feet away, Matt goes, I think that's the, let's go help her out. (laughs) You are restrained. Roll initiative. I'm restrained. Mm. Oh, fuck. I'm rolling it for Bosco, me, and... Godfrey. Godfrey. It's really messing me up because I'm like, it's not Gilbert Godfrey. It's someone else. I'm here to take revenge. Myrie has 16. Bosco has 14. Godfrey is 22. (laughs) The other revenants get a collective 10. Okay, you pull out of the water, your hair sopping wet around you and gasp for breath, and see these shapes still lurching toward you from out of the river, very, very slowly. Far on the other side, Godfrey and Coast vault the disintegrated fence, and like zombies in a classic horror film, pour from either side of the gravestones heading toward you. They're moving quite slowly. Everything in this area is considered difficult terrain Mm -hmm. uh, because Mm -hmm. of the muck. As they begin moving, immediately the two scarecrows that you could see from your vantage point earlier hop off of their posts and likewise begin trudging through the muck. They are also encumbered by it. What does Godfrey do? It'd be so cool if you could dispel magic, these monsters, and they just like fall apart, turn into hay. But I don't think that's how they work. Only one way to find out. Could be cool. Yeah, let's have him go and sort some scarecrows. Okay. He runs toward the first one that is there. It's stitched together, slack-jawed face, forming a menacing grimace as its knives glitter in the candlelight. Roll to hit. 11 to hit. Yeah. I want to pump him full of something. <laughs> leave it, leave it, leave it. <laughs> Trevor, no. Can I add a thunderous smite to it? Sure can. You got the, the ruling for thunderous smite up? Sure do. Lay on that thunderous smite. Uh, you make a loud sound, so... The weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you. 2d6 plus 2d8, and then strength save. Oh my god, it's like Bosco. <laughs> strength save where he's knocked prone. 20, dimmy dams. 10 of it was thunder. Sir Godfrey unsheathes his sword. It's a rusting scrape <laughs> against the metal of his scabbard. Mm-hmm. And he runs forward and oh, with... <laughs> lifetimes long skill thrust into the scarecrow which (laughs) rips open its mouth and gleams at him and then as it cuts through this lightning bolt surges down from his shoulder and erupts this thing goes flying off across the field landing deep into the muck (laughs) Sir Godfrey grins satisfactorily to himself as it then tries to claw itself up out of the mud It failed a strength save and is knocked prone and is 10 feet away. That's dope. That is Godfrey's turn. The the shambling corpses 
very disjointed. They almost look as if they're being marionetted by a couple of strings that have been cut. Mm-hmm. Surge themselves forwards, but they're moving quite quickly as they're erratically move toward you. They are dashing. They are still 40 feet away from you. It is your turn. Remember, you are restrained. You're stuck in the muck. Stuck in the muck of it. I can use an action to unrestrain myself from the muck, yeah? Yes. That would be a strength or acrobatics check. 14. Yes. Using sheer strength, grab onto one of the low stone walls of this cottage and with a sickening squelch, pull yourself out of the mud. Around to the right, you can see another scarecrow leaving its post and heading toward, assumedly, your allies. So I have army of bad boys coming. Mm -hmm. I have two scarecrows here. Uh Uh-huh. And one scarecrow on his way. Correct. I want to free those birds! Okay. (laughs) I want to get these birds in this battle. Get as many armies as possible. You will have to get away from... uh... 40 you, you, you'll have shambling to move toward them. Corpses. It'll take you a few turns. <laughs> oh, it's like far. Everything is far. Like you're Copy. in a small town. Imagine the town was built around a giant tree. Yeah. And then years later, somebody chopped down that tree and built a house on it. Got it. The houses that were built around the tree are still where they are. And you were Got there. It. So I would say it would take you probably three or four turns to get there, but you can get there. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, great. Thank you. I want to do some cool shit instead. Remember, you only have a bonus action. Thank you. Does doing necrotic damage to something evil heal it? (laughs) Is that how that works? You don't know. I'm going to team Hexblades, the scarecrow that is standing. You haven't had a Hexblade in all of Strahd. I meant to use the Hex (laughs) spell, which is a bonus action. (laughs) I realized I was going to have to to Uh clarify that, so sorry. What's the range on Hex? 90 feet. No, way too far. What? Shit. That was the thing about your solo sneaking mission is you left your group. Forget forget my hex. I run and dash towards the group using my, what's it called? The, the Bo- Cunning action. Cunning action, thank you. Okay, so with uh, all of your movement, that's 30 and 30. Halved is 30. Yeah, that's right. The dirt road does cut through this. I think I think just because it's cool fucking miry shit and it's kind of boring to just be like, you're in mud. Yeah. Can I make it fun for you? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> can I, because it's a spooky cottage, the windows are boarded up. Can I find a big chunk of bark that's fallen off some sort of gross tree and use it like a skateboard? I will give you this. You climb up through the cottage onto the other side of the wall, landing on a rotten and disintegrated dinner table. You look at it. You put two and two together. You've fashioned a skateboard before in this podcast out of nothing. You run out what used to be the front door and throw it onto the dirt path, and it thuds onto the dirt. But then you realize that the dirt She's already running (laughs) to Uh slide on it. And she goes, oh! And then she just jumps and lands. It's like, all right. And then (laughs) just just starts running down the Yeah, you run and jump on it and then realize, oh, you can run on the dirt road. It's not sinking in the mud. You can get 45 feet closer instead of 60 you're running down what used to be a, like a residential road. There are cottages on either side of you. Got it. Bosco's turn. Good boy, Bosco. He's going to bite the scarecrow on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's 18 plus a bunch. Yeah, it hits. Four plus four, eight. And then he can't be knocked any more prone than he is. Familiarly, Bosco takes this cloth and tears it open, revealing some of the dead raven feathers inside this scarecrow it is still 
trying to clamber its way out of the mud, though. It's like a dog toy. He's <laughs> tearing off at it. One of the ravens squeaks when he bites it. <laughs> yes. That it for Bosco? Yes, chef. It is going to stand with half of its movement and claw at Bosco twice. 18 and 12 both hit. Uh, he takes 10 slashing damage and has to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. A natural 20. To fuck. Um, Bosco starts reading Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you laid a trap for me, Lee, and I see it, but we're not going to spend 45 minutes thinking of a Shakespeare line. It slashes against Bosco, but Bosco knows it's go time. Bosco's not afraid. Bosco ain't afraid of no crows. Scrows. Agree to disagree. The other two engage with revenants. The revenants start taking down the scarecrows. I think the other ones are just going to tear these dudes apart with their bare hands. Their bone hands? It's just fun. They fall on this scarecrow and rip it limb from limb. That's one scarecrow down. Uh, It claws harmlessly at the air until the moment that its final stitches come free and then still twitches on the ground but is sinking into the muck as the mud soaks the fabric of its body. That's so cool. Matt! Oh, oh, she she ran away. She ran all the way away. Ah, okay. Well, make yourself of use, Mattless. Last time this girl ran off by herself into a mire. I didn't see her for months. (laughs) She's gonna need a hand. And he casts Dimension Door. Instead of vaulting over the fence with everybody, he looks down into the graveyard, sees a coffin, opens it up. There's a portal on the other side to a cottage door that you are running past, and he steps out into it and says, Tell me where to shoot. Uh, she turns around <laughs> and stabs another frog. It's like, God damn it! <laughs> it was in the middle of a frog funeral they were having for the other frog. <laughs> Ashes to ashes. Spawn to spawn. Slime to slime. Yep, okay, we're there. Godfrey's turn. One scarecrow up, let's fight. I cast magic weapon. Dope, dope, dope. I was like, no, there's something something smart, Beverly. Think, think. Uh, Two attacks coming at him. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me what this magic weapon looks like. As Godfrey grips his longsword, how does it become magical? He touches the eye on the hilt, which is the face of a dragon. Mm -hmm. Like, it opens, and the mouth opens, and it breathes fire up the sword, and that's a magical (laughs) weapon. Fuck yeah, it does, dude. Two attacks, do it. Well, one of them's a natural one. (laughs) He swings, and the mud extinguishes the magic weapon. Motherfucker. Sorry, pal. That's fine. Natural um, one. But the next one is a 17. I am a bit rusty. 11 damage. He pins uh, part of the fabric that Bosco was tearing at. Anything else? No, that's his turn. Okay. Myriad, it is your turn. Hey, thanks for coming. Any t- t- Yep. Did you ever find any of these when you were out and about doing things? She gestures with her head towards the hundreds of wet corpses coming at them. Loads of times. Do you think we can talk to these? Obviously, these are the souls of the the drowned that Straw did, right? They look physical to me. What's that mean? Like their bodies, not their souls. Great, just checking. Okay, I'm going to go towards the hut. Do you want to 
cut through these exoskeletons of homes, or do you want to run up to the scarecrow that is crossing the path and deal with it? Great question. I'm going to run up to the scarecrow that's crossing the path and deal with it. I pull out my symbol of Ravenkin and my scimitar of speed, mm-hmm. and I fight. So I fight it twice. You do. the scimitar. 19 Hits. and 15. Both will hit, and you get sneak attack on one of those. 1d6 plus 4d6. One more d6. 66. 66 plus 6. 26 damage. 26 damage. Heard coming out of nowhere. You run out, and as this thing lumbers past the rocky edifice, you make two quick cuts to it. Uh, Dead raven corpses and feathers tumbling out of it as it reorients itself and sees you. Anything else on your turn? That is it. Bosco's. Bosco, realizing how far I am, is going to try and get to me. Because okay. he's a good boy. Can you dodge and then move? Yeah. Let's do that. Fuck it. Let's. No, he has an AC of 12. He's going to disengage. <laughs> he's going to run. Okay. Bosco pounces off of him, like pushing it further into the mud, and then leaps into the air and then locks his way through uh heading toward you he kind of doggy paddles through it i agree (laughs) a frog hitches a ride on top of his head (laughs) oh like a miyazaki film okay great and uh yeah he's making his way there but he's only able to make it about 15 feet it is matt's turn oh of course i'm an idiot all of matt's damage cantrips are psychic damage these are constructs and like gender they are immune to psychic damage right matt says uh Cover your ears. What was that? He gets down on on one knee and hadoukens. Uh, but as he opens his two <gasps> uh, hands like this, they fire out as mouths. Um, so the fingers look like teeth, and then the where the two palms intersect, a giant gaping maw. And he fires three eldritch blasts for seventeen, thirteen, and eighteen. All of those will hit. How the turntables. Who's his patron? He just does a casual 21 damage. Who's his patron? Obliterating the scarecrow. I feel like the hut has to have her, right? That would be my... Yeah. I don't want to do meta, but I want to do meta right now. What's up? The question is... To be or not to be. That is the quest. Shun. (laughs) That is the quest. Shun. Did you ever do you know that joke no that was like Irwin's whole thing with that play he was like oh because no the I am no one understands the beats end at quest to be or not to be that is the quest Shin. oh obnoxious and Megan Keneally and I used to do that to each other all the time no it, it ends on quest because the shun is to get you into the next line faster the uneven I am keeps the speech carrying along so you don't just fucking sit there going that is the question Pause. Look at me. Pause. You're supposed to rush through that speech. The meta thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I was given an army, and the bad guy's like, here. <laughs> Should I gather my army that's 400 feet away before I go? Is, am I, is, is that a problem? That's not a meta question. That's a strategy question. Okay, great. And that's not one that I can answer for you. She looks at him, thinking about the whole Eldritch Blast thing. I don't know what kind of things you're coming armed with, but I'm not sure I'm going to be equipped enough. I'd rather have their help. I don't want to be here at all anyway, so the more help we have, the b- 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 better. Okay. You got any more doors? <laughs> uh, a few. 
That was the end of his turn. And to his left, he can see two more scarecrows shuffling out of the gloom. You and Matt are standing by the edge of these cottages because he hasn't been able to use Dimension Door yet. Right. From the emptied window of this near stone cottage, you you hear a a wet thump as one of the sputtering waterlogged corpses reaches its hands out toward you. (gasps) Now it is your turn. Okay, I want to fight. They were far, far, far away, but through the magic of storytelling, they were able to get here. That's fine. I'm going to fight with the scimitar. 23, 19. So 32, 21 and 19. Oh, to hit, to hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just assumed I was hitting. Well. Well, I mean, I you you do with both of those easily. This thing is I uh, squishy. I, agree. I I thought I thought as much. Plus 10, 28. As you bring the scimitar up, lightning quick across it, you. I think lop its head off and then slice it straight down the middle. As you do, its skin peels open and wriggling venomous snakes surge out of it, crawling over the walls of the stone cottage and toward you. (laughs) I cut open this body and snakes came out? Yep. (laughs) It was full of snakes. Snakes were making it move, and now snakes are attacking you. Myrish screams. Great. I think this is the first time we've seen snakes in this game. I think it is too. Myrie's afraid of snakes. Myrie's afraid of snakes? <laughs> 100%. I know it's an Indiana Jones thing. I just haven't made her afraid of any animals, and I want to make her afraid of something. Totally fair. How afraid of snakes are you? Are you conditionally afraid of snakes? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> there's I'm afraid of a mouse. I have to stand on a chair, and I can't do anything. And then there's I'm afraid of a mouse. I must smash it with a broom. I think, as a kid, the other kids at the Raven's Nest, in the Raven's Nest, some of the older boys would, like, lie to her about things that are outside of Waterdeep, because she hadn't been. Oh, sure. They told her that, like, snakes, like, crawl in your eyes at night and give you nightmares and then crawl out the other eye. That's why you have two eyes. Oh. (laughs) I just made that up. I love that. (laughs) I'm dark right now. Also, that's why the expression snake eyes exists. Also, (gasps) that's where nightmares come from, is they crawl in your eye, give you a nightmare, and then crawl out the other eye. That's fucking dope, dude. I'm so good. (laughs) That's incredible. I just came up with that off the cuff. I'm ingenious. Um, I am out of genius. I can whip together some some smartass and a know-it-all, and it'll kind of taste the same. (laughs) It doesn't. You think it does, but it doesn't. My brother once told me, you know when you cut a plant open and it has that white stuff on the inside? Which I think is starch. He told me that makes bad dreams when I was a kid. And for the rest of my life, like, we had this plant near our door that would do that. I would just, like, not touch it. And he didn't mean it as, like, a a spooky thing forever. He was just, like, being funny one day. But, like, even as a teen, I was like, that can't be true. But, like, just in case, I'm going to stay away from it. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think it's like that. So, yeah, give me the frightened condition, which means disadvantage when they're in my line of sight. And you cannot willingly move toward it. You don't have to run okay. away, but you can't willingly move toward it. Okay. Uh, finally, I have memorized some of these goddamn conditions. Trevor! Yay! <laughs> oh, so just here you are in your private nightmare world, and yeah, there's bodies full of snakes. Oh, these corpses must have such bad dreams. Can we make Bosco a service dog and when he's near me but i'm afraid of snakes i'm brave i think that's fun he's an emotional support animal because <laughs> that is not a service dog 
You can Eldritch tweet at me all you want, but the ADA animal. does not recognize. Eldritch support animal is very good. Yeah, he's going to use his action to dash. Mm-hmm. All right, he trudges 30 feet through the muck. Based on him making a beeline toward you, he has come pretty close within line of sight of the hut. He can now see the ravens squawking furiously in their giant cages. It is Matt's turn. Don't use the door. We should deal with these boys. Copy. I think let's fight fire with fire. Or another way to think of that would be let's fight snakes with tentacles. Arms of Hadar. Uh, my remake of strength save. Oh, stupid. Do I have advantage on this? You have a disadvantage because the, the source of your oh, fear is I'm in your scared. line of sight. Well, I rolled a natural 20 for my first roll, but I rolled a 17 second, so 19 strength. His spell save is 17, so good job. Whoa. You are equally charismatic. We're going to have a smart ass off. We both, we both eye each other like... Mm. Ooh, a glib off. Let's do an improv scene. Yes. I, we both step out at the exact same time. Just like, Here we are in Spain. <laughs> yeah, it's raining in Spain. <laughs> Mainly on the plane. Obnoxious. Take six necrotic damage. Me? You. But I saved. You did. So you take half damage. They take 11. Uh, they continue to roil and coil. As I kill scarecrows with my bare hands. Creepy hut and creepy straw man. All those bodies full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is now the snakes' turn. As they writhe and cover you, uh, Matt is right there and just hit a bunch of them. So my AC is eighteen. Matt's is slightly lower than that. They're gonna go for Matt because he got up in their in their biz. They didn't get wrapped up in those tangles. It's not that kind of spell. The tentacles just kind of like lash out from him mm-hmm. and then like disappear back into them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the way that happened is he opened up his mouth really wide, and these tentacles shoot out of it like uh, they're elongated tonsils and just. <laughs> battered around oh elongated tonsils and his uvula yeah there's three of them mm, gross uh, yeah matt's ac is 13 so they're attacking him oh my wizard boy wish you had that staff now don't you matt, matt you know was... what happened to that staff i'm using it to prop open a table back at the bar i opened oh god bud plus 10 he takes 31 damage as he's covered with wriggling snakes. Luckily, though, your boy's tough. 31 knocks him down to 95. Low AC, high HP. The Matt Mattman story. True. Also, high IQ. Don't talk back to me. You're already having an imaginary conversation with Chance. Okay, Myri's turn. Snakes are writhing all over your friend Matt and also just kind of like generally in the ground in the area. What if I cast darkness? Because her thought is, if I can't see them, they can't hurt me. Oh, like putting a blanket over your head? <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm not it's here to say that you can. It's gonna fuck up the whole thing. But it's so funny. As Matt is covered in snakes. <laughs> that it's just dark. I think she does it. I think that's so funny. Okay. You get inspiration. <laughs> I'm not even doing it for the money. <sighs> oh, snakes. Snakes. <sighs> she, she touches her studded leather and... Okay, I can do this. And she's going to attack. Oh, wait, no, that's my action. Can I hide 
like behind something, and so I I get Matt out of darkness. <laughs> Ah, 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 it's so dark. Oh, oh, thank God. Ah, 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 I'm covered in snakes. Ah. <laughs> Does that even work? I guess I can't see anything. No, but it comes with you. You can move away from them and just bring the darkness with you somewhere Yeah, else. that's what I do, and then I hide. You still can't see through it, though. I, I know. until you drop the spell, won't be able to. I know, I agree. 17. It's fine. It's fine. They're just snakes. You've dealt with bigger things. You killed a purple worm. My ray. <laughs> There's a worm. It's different. I can feel their fangs in my veins. Fuck, I'm gonna kill Matt for a bit. Not a bit. Character work. Not for a bit. Permanently. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Bosco, good boy Bosco, is gonna run to me. As fun as it is to watch Bosco just fucking trudging across this Scooby-Doo-ass landscape. What if he comes out of the darkness? I think, yeah. When you cast the darkness, Bosco emerges from it. <gasps> to me, my X-Men. Bosco bursts out of the darkness and attacks the snakes on Madless. <gasps> 14. I believe hits. It does. They roll a, a snake safe. Eight damage. The snakes are prone. No, they're not. They're immune to being prone. Does it say that? They live and die on the ground. That's amazing that that's in that book. Because I was like, how does that work? Matt is covered in snakes. He does not care for this. Sorry, I gotta reach for another book. That's what Matt says out loud. He's like, gotta get my other book. Uh, but actually he does. Is that your impression of me? <laughs> I knew that I would have to do the voice you do and a stutter. And I said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that sounds way <laughs> too hard. He does though start flitting through his his book. And he says, get, 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 get off. Mind sliver. Make a wisdom save, an intelligence save. Oh man. They have minus five and still rolled a natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So it takes no damage as Matt just screams and uh, you can feel this kind of like psychic reverberation coming from the area. But uh, yeah, that was no bueno. The snakes continue to bite poor Mattless. 11 is lower than his AC. Cool. That doesn't happen often. 16 is not. Bringing him down to 85. And Matt, not into this at all, goes get off me and casts astral rebuke what myri doesn't see this more tentacles covered in angry mouths lash around the snakes 18 damage okay it's myri's turn what am i gonna do that's a question for you bud (laughs) she hears matt's cries i can do this it's just nope ropes it's gonna be fine show those snakes who's boss and she pops out drops the darkness and attacks them okay but she can see them so it's at advantage with this advantage so it's one it's not a problem drops the darkness and goes i'm afraid i'm afraid i'm afraid (laughs) i love that 23 to hit uh does and a crit on my bonus oh yeah Roll, roll all the dice kill all these snakes slash these snakes to bits Face your fear. Face your fear. So just a normal one with the bonus is eight damage. You slash through one of the remainders of the swarm, milky white venom and blood spiraling off on the ground. Is it normally milky and white? No. Is it in Barovia? You're damn right. Don't tweet at me. You're talking about my childhood trauma. Uh Uh-huh. It's really good, Trevor. Now for my crit. Like the inside of a dandelion. 
for my next crit. 36 damage. As you eviscerate this swarm of poisonous snakes, <laughs> it's the close-up on a character just eyes closed screaming, yeah! And Myra's just slashing randomly, and then she opens her eyes and blinks, and we turn around, and Matt looks, and all of the snakes just collapse to the ground like confetti. Uh, Are you okay? I've been better, but I could be a lot less better. Are you okay? Bosco! <laughs> um, no, but I'm glad they're gone. More wet splotches as from the cottages, other shambling corpses, which you know now are full of snakes. Let's not cut those open. And she starts running. <laughs> I think you can all converge on the same spot. The revenants are all coming together on you. Matt's turn. I hate this m- mud, but let's be honest, your, your footwork's a lot f- fancier than mine. He casts Freedom of Movement. For one hour, your movement is unaffected by difficult terrain. Spells and other magical effects can neither reduce your speed nor cause you to be paralyzed or restrained. So right around your feet, the the water and muck seems to... Oh, let me ask you this. Would you rather part the sea or walk on water? Walk on water. I'm New Testament, baby. Hell yeah, girl. Sorry, birthright. Sorry, Judaism. I guess Jesus is a sorcerer because his magic comes from his bloodline. And I think Moses is... An argument could be made for cleric because of God, but honestly, I think he's a warlock. I think Old Testament God, I think he made a pact. Well, he does go up and get, like, commandments. So that could Mm -hmm. be his book. (laughs) Yep, that is his Tome of Ancient Secrets. All of his stuff is, like, plagues. Like, the locust turning water to blood. That reeks to me of warlock. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not cleric shit. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, depending on the domain. It's true. But all those new domains are just ways to be a warlock without being a warlock. So you want Guiding Bolt, but you want to be a brooding spooky guy. (laughs) Godfrey punches the scarecrow to death. And then you and all the revenants group up. The ravens are causing such a commotion. It seems to you that if there's something inside, it may not have heard the fighting. I want to get those birds their freedom. I want I want that as well so I can say one one dumb line. Good. Organist, this is his skull. And the revenants all crowd around it before they lay a hand on it. Sir Godfrey says, wait, the witch's magic. She should be dealt with before we try and return this. I agree. Also, you, you never know if that's just like a trap or something. You are very wise. I'm not. I actually have a negative one. She's really... Anyway. How do you want to uh, try and open up these cages? Are there locks or are they like just welded? Heavy metal padlocks. Can you, Sir John? Yes. I don't know what Elton John sounds like when he's not singing. <laughs> I realized I gave you something really hard to talk as. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir McCartney. Yes, I, I can talk really easily. <laughs> Dame Judy Jench just silently scratching her chin. Sir looking surly. Can they all s- look surly. Oh, fuck. Can you um make sure there's not, like, some sort of trebuchet out back? I'll take a walk around. I'll see if there's a bathroom window we can go through. He walks around the hut. Nope, that's the only door. Um, thieves' tools check. 28. <laughs> As you put the tumblers into this hole, you can see it begins shifting around on <gasps> you. You follow around this, this shifting lock and are still able to find the... <laughs> 
the cage opens and Sir Godfrey goes, fly, you fools. Thank you. And the ravens take off into the air. Matt takes the other lock in his hand and knocks on it with his hand and it opens and the ravens fly off into the air, creating a dark cloud as they fly angrily, squawking loudly. On that note, are you ready to get your vengeance? More than anything. Matt's going to see if there's anything else that y'all can do before you go inside. Yeah, is there any prep spell he needs? He mends his armor where it was broken into by snakes. (laughs) He's going to let you move, but he is going to protect his brain. He casts Intellect Fortress on himself. He has resistance to psychic damage as well as advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. Great. Okay. Her dag kicks open this door. Eerie green light seeps up from the floorboards. The hut is 15 feet on a side and packed with old furniture, including a wooden cot, a wicker cabinet, a slender wardrobe, a wooden table, a stool, a barrel-topped chest reinforced with brass bands, and an iron tub. In the middle of the room is a ghastly wooden crib with a small cherubian child lying in it. Myrie's going to cast Detect Magic, which tells me what kind of magic it is sorry to ruin your puzzle not at all she blinks her eyes and they turn what did you say white they're sepia tone they're parchment colored Mm. um like for you in um the bad wizard movies uh when they do the tale of beetle and the bard and the the brothers yeah it's like the shadow on that like yeah yeah fabric the entire hut everything about it is ooh. this is a color we haven't decided yet i think Magic eight ball ink blue of illusion magic. The skull too? No, not the skull. The skull doesn't appear to have any magic coming from it right now. Why did you say right now? Uh, Because no reasons. Because no reasons. Moving on. The crib isn't there. It's an illusion. Sitting in the tub, which is filled with blood, is an old woman. Uh, Above her nailed into the ceiling from at least a dozen points in its arms and legs is a man who appears to be in his early 30s. His throat is dripping blood down into the tub in a steady trickle, and you can see his neck has been slit and rehealed many, many, many times. This is her shower. She sees you looking at her. <laughs> For all of the others, the crib melts away. Myrie just holds back throwing up. She grinds her teeth and doesn't know what to say. My poor baby didn't fall for that. He's not a baby anymore anyway. He'll always be a baby to me, but I can't pick him up anymore. Doesn't need his mummy. Who are you talking about? My child. She looks at Sir Godfrey like, is it you? He's standing there, sword in hand. Matt just looks terrified and is clutching his book closer to him. Come now. You know who my child is. Strahd? She smiles, and her teeth are all sharpened and black. (laughs) I put the spark of magic in him through my milk. (gasps) Even after I was barred from the castle, I continued to sneak in, teach him. Help him grow, and I've used my magic to keep myself alive for centuries to watch over him, exterminating the pests that bother him. Pests like ravens, pests. 
like you. I didn't expect the two of you to be working together. That's a development. Matt looks at you and goes, the two of us? She smiles her wicked grin again and shakes her head. Roll initiative. Oh my god. Did she shake her head no? <laughs> she shook her head no, yes. Oh no. I always use nodding for up and down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Myrie, dirty 20. Bosco, good boy. 19. Godfrey, good boy. 19. No, 14. Oh, good for Matt. That's a natural 20. Oh, nice. Oh my god, so did Baba Lysaga. <gasps> Top of the pop. Yeah. The witch in the tub. And who is fully naked and bathing in blood, by the way. I and, know. Uh, oh, she's naked? Oh, my God. She is fully Fucking nude. full oh, shining. Yeah. Nude, covered in blood. Her smile continues to grow, and then out of her mouth, shoot a swarm of flies <gasps> that then takes her cheeks, her lips, and the rest of her face with her as she turns into insects. Oh, no. And moves past all of you, above you, and out of your range, and out of the hut. Matt's turn. Matt's just gonna fucking shoot some Eldritch Blasts at the swarm. As the swarm flies around, Matt (laughs) shoots these uh, gnashing teeth through the air. They take huge chomps out of the swarm. It is diminished, but the hissing droning reminding you eagerly of her laugh uh, is still in the room. Myri. I want to blow my raven whistle. Oh, balls. There are ravens here and there are bugs, and I was really hoping they were gonna get to fight like that, and I'm really glad that they did. All right. Myri goes, time for some air support. Four swarms of ravens are now involved in this fight. (laughs) Oh, because the two I had already. They are going to take a number of rounds to get here, though. That's so funny. Okay, so they'll be here on the next one. (laughs) Anything else on Myri's turn? You got a bonus. Yeah, I do. That's it for now. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Bosco's turn. Can Bosco try and bite the flies? He's out of range, probably. Yeah. That was yeah, they're out of range. Okay, he uh, dodges. Oh, okay, cool. And stands next to me. The revenants, I think, will all take a note from that and brace themselves for what appears to be coming, the swarming insects going around. The ravens are all flying around. What does Godfrey do? He's next to all of us. He casts Aura of Purity. What is that? 30-foot radius aura centered on him, moves with him. Every non-hostile creature in the area, including you, can't become diseased, has resistance to poison damage, and advantage on saving throws against effects that cause any of the following conditions. Blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, and stunned. Okay, keep all that in mind, and then if I try and do that to you, remind me that I'm an idiot. I will, yeah. A dragon's roar is heard as he seems to glow with this fiery energy. Yes. And the flames burn cold around him, blue fire lighting up and spreading out around into the hut. The green light from the floorboard still seeping up together to create some sort of interesting twist on bisexual lighting. <laughs> so it's green and blue. On an on initiative count 10, you all feel a shake and a tremor. I need everybody to make a deck save. Matt passes easily with an 18. <laughs> the revenants collectively fail. Oh my god. Godfrey crit fails. Oh shit. Myri gets a 10. Bosco gets a 4. <laughs> I rolled a 1, 2, and a 3. Oh my gosh. It's insane. 
everybody except for Matt, who grabs on quickly to the ring of the iron tub and then is covered in blood as it spills out over him and sloshes down over all of you as the hut lurches forward, dumping you onto the ground. And then you look as the spidery legs slurp themselves out of the muck. There's a skittering sound as it then animates the roots unroot from the muck and the hut raises up off the ground, pushing itself into the air by about 15 feet. You all fall before uh, it's tall enough for you to take any of fall damage, the worst kind of damage. But the hut is now moving around. At the top of the pops, Lysaga de-polymorphs on top of the skull and says, kill them all. And the skull, like Luke's X-Wing, raises itself out of the muck, water streaming off of it. Uh, She is in the top of the hollowed out portion where the brain would be. And it begins floating up into the air. And she says, I don't take kindly to intruders. Snaps her fingers and casts Cloud Kill. A 20-foot radius sphere of poisonous yellow-green fog centered on a point she chooses, the inside of her hut. Are we inside this hut? Nope, none of you are. Okay, great. Except for Matt. When a creature enters the spell area, he has to make a constitution saving throw, taking 5d8 poison damage on a fail, half as much on a success, and it moves 10 feet away from that point at the start of each of its turns, rolling along the surface of the ground. And he's out of the R of purity radius. He is. Everybody fell except for him. I was going to be mad about that, but then I wasn't. 12 plus... Three is 15. Sorry, Matt. Oh, how weird would it be if my character died in my own campaign that I'm running? No! No! Brings us down to 76 for Matt. Like trombones. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Of course, here to Music Man. Always here to Music Man. Whenever it's in music demand. Uh, all right. There's trouble with a capital Lee, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for D&D. <gasps> that should be the opening of the musical episode. Uh, okay. Matt is inside this creeping hut, (coughs) is coughing and sputtering. He looks down at the floor and sees this glowing green, and he says, let's take a look under your... (coughs) Fuck it. And he uh, eldritch blasts at the floor, blowing open a hole in it and revealing a glowing green gem (gasps) that is underneath the floorboards. Yes. The yellowish gas continues to slide around but he can see the light pouring up through it it's like very hazy he's gonna deal with something about that on his next turn as myri it is your turn uh am i prone i don't know what happened with the earthquake no godfrey got a minus one godfrey's the only one who was prone (laughs) godfrey get up (laughs) or a natural one i mean yes yeah everybody else is is failed but godfrey is prone myri's gonna cast witch bolt uh i would recommend witch bolt if you're asking which bolt to cast. <laughs> Yay. So there's an evil dragon and then there's Baba Yaga. Well, it's not like an evil dragon. She's flying in the skull. She's piloting a, a skull. Yes, but it's not like a whole dragon zombie. It's just the skull. Oh, I thought like... Oh, the whole skeleton came out? I no, did. Ju- the skull lifted up into the air. She's flying Got it. it. Like it's, like it's kind of like the senator's platforms in the prequel trilogies that's great i understand now or like a chariot or whatever (laughs) about 40 feet above you oh shit so i can't reach her with it 
What's the range on Witch Bolt? Apparently 30 feet, which I think is bullshit. It's lightning. <laughs> I mean, you can move forward. Oh, no, you can't move up. <laughs> it's 30 feet? That's so dumb. Chill Touch is 120 feet. <laughs> I can touch her with my hand, but I can't hit her with lightning. <laughs> well, it's force lightning. You know, it comes out of your fingers. It doesn't just go for You're right. It's fingy lightning. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna chill touch this queen. Can I chill touch her off this skull? Can I tie her shoelaces together with my mage hand? One, she's naked. <laughs> Except for her shoes. How did you figure it out? And <laughs> she wore lace-up tennies. That's what they call them, Achilles heelys. Oh, no. Velcro, no. You can chill touch her. You can't chill touch her off of this thing. Uh, 28 to hit does uh you don't know that 28 to hit it does <laughs> let me say it good for you that's why i was like i think i'm gonna hit uh it's six necrotic can't regain hit points you hit her you do that is there anything else on your turn i hide <laughs> go for it uh it's really high 27 uh where do you hide uh some sort of like spooky willow like half, I love it. half up willow yes. tree. I just sort of blend in in the shadows of. I'm behind um, the leaves, but then they fall off dead, but I'm just in pure darkness. Jeez. Bosco's turn. Speaking of pure darkness. Oh, my good boy Bosco's going to dodge. <laughs> he can't do anything. <laughs> he, he's not happy about this. The revenants. Tell you what, I'm going to solve this problem by giving you another problem. The bloated corpses from the cottages have made their way around. The revenants look at one another, and Sir Godfrey, uh, pulling himself up from the muck, says, You go dispatch of them. I'll retrieve our patron's skull. And the revenants are going to go fight with the corpses, and I don't have to think about them anymore. Weep, weep, done. (laughs) Uh, The ravens swarming around are going to try and attack Babalai Saga. She's plus five to her AC right now, because she has three quarters cover. Wait. Yeah, what about birds that can come from above? Caw, caw, caw. Trevor said caw, caw on pod. (laughs) (laughs) Only if the attack originates from the opposite side of the cover, which an aerial attack would not. So, these ravens can attack her as normal. And she trapped them in a cage and has been, like, dedicating her life to killing her and stuffing them inside of scarecrows. I think it's fair they can get a couple hits on. So let's do it. Well, that's not great. 12 is a miss. Nat 20 is not. They deal seven damage to Babalai Saga. Did you know there's a law against using birds that are in North America in film and TV in North America? I did not. Yeah, it's in hopes of not getting people to poach and like just steal birds from the wild. Right, to be like, look, I got you an actor. That's like such an outdated law. That's like the gay people can't donate blood. It's like, stop, (laughs) literally stop. My friend who's very gay donates blood all the time. When they're like, have you had any homosexual contact or whatever the question is, he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then he donates blood. And then the the nurses are like, okay, give us your blood. Yeah. No, they (laughs) They need the blood. Exactly. They test it anyway. Uh, It is Godfrey's turn. Is she within 30 feet? She is not. She is 40 feet above. He screams into the void. Excuse me, can he actually prepare his action? Sure. Can he prepare his vengeful glare? Yes. If she comes within 30 feet, 
who he eventually get her. He's gonna give her the dirtiest look. He's just waiting to throw shade. He's just <laughs> waiting for her to round the corner in her little skull saucer. As he is doing that, he looks up to see the hut raise up one of its roots and attack him. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> 26 will hit. He loses concentration. Half of his rolls have been ones. He takes 28 bludgeoning damage, <gasps> bringing him down to an even 100. Bosco, a 26 will also hit. He's dodging. Uh, 26 was still lower. I got a 14 and a 16 on the dice. Fine. Bosco takes 29 bludgeoning. And uh, 20 will hit one of these swarms of ravens. They take, ooh, 36. The entire murder is then, you know, as it just smacks through Killed. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Deadified. They were high up in the air too, and its root just lashed out. Baba's turn. Myri, in the shadow of her tree, suddenly realizes Matt's not with them, and is like, what? Where did he go? Baba is going to say, pests, pests, and cast a fireball on the ravens, who are going to make a deck save. Which a 12 is not. And with an explosion, all of the ravens crisp and fall to the ground. Popeye style. Louisiana chicken. Is a Louisiana chicken a raven? I think a Louisiana chicken is an alligator. Alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. We know. But that did take up her turn focusing on that. Oh, fuck. She had to make a concentration check too. Uh, Which she does. Speaking of concentration check, do I still have detect magic up? I guess so. So she's flying on a skull that's a color, I assume? It is green. It is caterpillar green. So it's just this bright green like the glow coming from within the hut. So Matsy is starting his turn in the cloud kill. So he has to make a cons check. It's a natural one. Ooh, rough. Matless. Good thing he's tough. 5d8. That'd be... 55. Still coughing and sputtering, Matt (laughs) brings his head down and uh, sees deep in the broken floorboards a glowing green gem. He goes, well, I can put (laughs) two and two together. And he reaches forward. As he does, the floorboards of the hut itself turn into sharpened teeth and clamp shut on his wrist. He's going to make a dex check. Good thing he loves teeth his whole vibe. Ooh, no. He takes another 13 damage as the wooden teeth bite into his arm, and he lets out a scream in pain, which you can hear, but cannot see. Bringing him down to 42. Myri, it is your turn. Can I climb up the tree? I mean, you've got freedom of movement, so... I don't think it helps me climb, though, does it? No, but, but hey, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. Myri hears the scream and realizes where Matt is and does some calculation on the like twisted roots and runs for it. As she passes Godfrey, she says, the skull is magic. Make an athletics check with disadvantage. 24. Holy balls. At disadvantage. I rolled a natural 20 and an 18. Yeah, girl. 
the roots slam in and as it tears through all of these ravens you leap out from behind your willow and run up it more of them snaking over you like fucking final fantasy 9 style you dodge out of the way and run up into the hut make a constitution saving throw please is there any fire around (laughs) i want to burn the gas (laughs) <laughs> the gas is happening in a room full of candles. It, does, it appears to have extinguished all of them. All right. 14 con. You are going to take 5d8 poison damage. Of course, we'll roll over Myrie. 18. I don't think I can um, half that. No, it's not an attack you can see. It's an effect in the area. But it continues to seep out of the door, pouring out. And you can see now the area is only lightly obscured. You can see Matt, his arm being chomped on by the floor of this hut. Getting up here is an action, yeah? Uh, I would call it your movement. Dope. In that case... I don't think his is in. I think the thing bit him and then opened its jaw again, and he wrenched his hand back, and he's clutching it as it's in pain. Okay. I get up to him, and I I look at what he's looking at, and I assume it's teeth gnashing. Mm -hmm. Can I grab it with Mage Hand? Uh, Yes, I'm still going to make you do a deck save. Yeah, okay. But... If you I fail, get hurt. you will not get hurt. And Hades, these deal will not be broken. 26. You look at the teeth uh, furiously gnashing and take your mage hand. The shadow skitters to the edge of the floor and then a moment later pulls up with a gem. As soon as it does, there is a lurch. I need you to make a uh, deck save, please. Can I help Matt and give myself disadvantage or something? Yeah. And yeah, you take disadvantage, he'll take advantage. 19. You hold on. I think Matt is going to tumble out the edge. Um, As the hut crashes down to the ground, though, he doesn't take any damage. He will fall prone. But the hut collapses down onto the ground. There's a squelch and a splash as it flows into the mud. The the cages on the edge swing angrily and clatter together like uh, giant earrings. And you stand there with the gem in your hand. The skull angles down toward you, and it's like looking at an undead dragon, this skeleton bearing toward you, and at its crest, you see Lysaka. That belongs to me. It is Bosco's turn. Bosco hides. Okay, have Bosco roll stealth. (laughs) Bosco's so helpful. Oh no, I don't think he's gonna make it. 13. He goes to where Myri was, and he he imitates what she did. (laughs) She's like standing on two legs. (laughs) next to the willow tree he cowers in the shadow of the willow tree godfrey's turn did she come close enough to she just angled she didn't move he's gonna cast dispel magic on the skull balls dude (laughs) what is the range on dispel magic 120 feet yep he sure does what does it look like when he dispels magic a wizard is never late a wizard is helping you he's just in the shape of a revenant (laughs) and matt's like and i'm here too i think a spooky glowing orange dragon spirit looking thing mm-hmm. comes up to the spell, whatever it is, like in this case, the skull, mm-hmm. and like rips at it with its talons. Like, rips sure, it apart. flies forward and just like tears into the effect of it. it. Yeah, it's this spectral dragon that bites through the fabric of the weave that is creating the spell and rips it to shreds. As it does, <sighs> crashes into the ground. Lysaga is pissed about that but she makes a deck save somehow wow that's astonishing (laughs) and holds on to it as it clatters against she seethes and has to make a concentration check which she fails the uh cloud kill spell 
dissipates. Nice. Anything else on Godfrey's turn? He can't do much else. He's gonna get between Myrie and her, sort of like squaring up to her like a shogun. You should have died a long time ago. You'll want to talk? And she points a finger at him, even though it's rude to point, and casts Finger of Death. (gasps) Negative energy courses through the creature. Godfrey's got to make a constitution saving throw. Oh no, Godfrey. 11. 29 plus 5 is 34 plus 30 is 64 Bro. necrotic damage is he he is uh, resistant are you fucking kidding me i'm an idiot i was looking at this earlier yeah. today he's immune to poison so he takes half of 64 which is 32 it's still you know a big a big hit but i don't know if he is supposed to be regenerating either that's a thing on my sheet but i don't know if it's on this boy's sheet permanent regains 10 hit points at the start of its turn Unless it takes fire or radiant damage. Oh yeah, no, he sure does. Revenants are great. Oh my god, if I know if Sir Godfrey's not your fucking ally, you're screwed. You we're gonna put just... we're gonna put him at 104. Yeah, sure. Trevor's got papers on papers on papers on papers. Matt's turn. Matt's not happy. Matt's mad. Matt's mad, man. He's gonna he's gonna use one of his big ends. He is going to cast Hunger of Hadar. Tearing open a gateway to the dark between the stars, a region infested with unknown horrors. Let me show you what the things that go bump in the night are afraid of. And he opens it up. She fails her deck save. She's going to take... Oh, fuck. Yes, we'd love to see it. 20 damage, a mix of cold and necrotic. Hungry, hungry, As, yeah, hungry, 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 Om nom 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 nom. So Matt does that. It is my turn. Okay. She's on the ground. This thing isn't sinking, is it? No, it just crashed back onto the ground. There was a chest in here. Did it happen to pop open? Is there a secret weapon that kills Baba Yaga right away? It did not happen to pop open. It it was bolted to the floor, as were uh, all of the other bits of furniture. (laughs) I'll deal with that later then. I have a big crystal. Can I use the big crystal? Oh, the gem. What do you want it to do? Grant me three wishes. Cute. It doesn't. What else do you want it to do? Can I cast Fireball from it? Does that work? If I think about Fireball really hard, does it work? Negative, Ghost Rider. I'll give you one more attempt before that's your action. Yeah, that's fair. She's on the ground. I'm going to run out. Matt's on the ground, right? Matt is on the ground. I give him the gem and I run at her. (laughs) What am I supposed to... I don't know, but I just know that when I touch magic stuff, bad stuff happens. I'm going to run at her and witch bolt her if I can get close. You can. And by close, I mean 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, we're within 30 feet. It's a, it's a one. That's a, na- a natural one? She hasn't been getting to be saucy yet. I'm not going to use my luck yet. That's my natural one. You reach uh, back with the magic for witch bolt and it fizzles out. I'm going to say that takes a lot of energy out of you. You don't have a reaction this next round. I'm sitting there looking at my finger, just like shaking it like, what the heck? Why does magic hate me? Uh, When you touch magic, bad things happen, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm bad things. Uh, It is Bosco's turn, actually. He stays hidden. Okay, Godfrey's turn. He's your temporary Bosco, who's much better than Bosco. He's much better. More than 12 AC. He's got 13. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
He's going to vengeful glare. Tell the people at home what that does. Will you describe the look Ian McKellen gives this woman? It's the worst look Ian McKellen can give. He's not mad. He's just disappointed. Oh my god. She let him down. So, his performance in Cats at himself. <laughs> I forgot. I blocked we it out. pretty drunk at that point, but I remember. I'll always remember. She must make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. On a failure, the target is paralyzed until the Revenant deals damage to it or until the end of the Revenant's next turn. And you're not immune to paralyze? All right. She's paralyzed. <gasps> What's done is done. Lysaga's turn. She is frozen there, paralyzed. It is Matt's turn. Hunger of Hadar is still going on. She automatically fails her deck save and takes oh eight. She takes eight damage on her turn. Sitting, d- d- sitting bird. <laughs> That is a hit, that is a hit, and that is not. Matt fires off Eldritch Blast, dealing 16 damage. Nice, Matt. She's at that number. Wait, did you do that at advantage? She's paralyzed. I did not do that at advantage. So that's another seven damage, bringing her down to that number. As these three magical forces tear at her, she cannot express fear or pain, but she begins to bleed. (gasps) Myri's turn. Myri, done with her fingy twirls her scimitar and starts running towards Baba. Roll to attack with advantage. Dirty 20 and 25. Both will hit and both are crit. Oh, both are crits. And one has sneak. (laughs) And one has sneak. All right. 11 damage to start. Okay. As a a starter course. 41. (laughs) Okay. You step into this void of darkness feeling things rub against you in the in the void it says creatures fully within it are blinded which i think would have taken away your advantage but i don't think you needed it but you're in the darkness and you just know where she was and slice through because like darkness and you you get along like gangbusters because no light magical or otherwise can illuminate the area of the dark between the stars and you slash through feeling connection uh you're not sure what her body looks like you just know that quick as lightning you slash against her anything else on your turn i fancy footwork my way out of there dodging around the milky otherworldly tentacles i do a backflip and feeling the cold around you you backflip off the skull bosco's turn good boy bosco stays hidden okay godfrey's turn i think he trudges through the darkness that i i flip out and like he trudges up ahead into it Mm -hmm. have him roll just normally no advantage no disadvantage Is that Godfrey, king of the natural ones? I don't understand. But he has two attacks. I rolled another one. No, you didn't. God damn it. I literally don't know what to do with Godfrey. Okay. What happens? He is lost in the darkness. You're not sure what happens there. You can just hear the sounds of of things that cannot be known, making sounds that cannot be recreated. At the end of his turn, she's unparalyzed. At the start of her turn, she takes 2d6 gold damage. Heads or tails? Heads. Make a dexterity saving throw as a bolt of lightning cast at 8th level rips out from this space. Because it rips out through Godfrey and down the line to Myri. The heads or tails was if it was going to be you or Matt. Oh! <gasps> 
Holy shit. Myrie is a 26. Godfrey is 18. Well, you both succeed. So you take half of 13d6. Holy shit. Can I half my damage? Can I uncanny dodge? It is from an attack that you can see. You take 10 damage and Godfrey will take 21 damage as she releases a lightning bolt in rage, summoning all of the arcane power within here for this bullshit spell that did dumb bullshit. Uh, but she steps forward moving out of hungry, hungry the hunger, hungry, hungry Hadar. So she does not end her turn there and have to make... Can my boy take his op attack? He sure can. Is it just one? Mm-hmm. It is. It's just one. Uh, at disadvantage because he's blind? So yes, disadvantage because he is in, in the area. Can you get natural lower than one. a natural one? Are you kidding me? I'm not. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. And it's only him. The same die has been giving my green 19s all night. That's truly wild he doesn't want to end it i forgot at the end of his turn he needed he needs to make a deck save a deck save at the end of his turn was yes. a nine nine well it's necrotic damage so it does half god damn it he's still at 99 hp plus he's gonna recover 10 anyway oh my god godfrey is invincible he's got 99 problems but hp ain't one <laughs> my soul good. floats out of my body it's matt's turn matt's just gonna cast vicious mockery and this is kind of dumb. It's only because I know how little HP she still has left. But he's going to say, Strahd is a son of a... Go oh, fuck you, just die. She's going to make a wisdom save. Yeah. She saves. He's, he's going, son of a... And she says, Mind your tongue and cast counterspell. Which normally I wouldn't waste on a cantrip, but... It's cool as fuck. And it's Myrie's turn. Myrie sees her come out of the darkness, snap at Matt, and just strikes her scimitar down on her outstretched hand. Oh, dope. Uh, Roll to hit. I'm going to use luck. Okay. How many natural ones can one girl get? They were both twos, (laughs) which is somehow worse. Yeah. Twelve. Does not hit. Oh, I have two. I have two strikes. I forgot. You do. I'm going to use luck. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Heart of the cards, Yugi. 22. 22 does. So I think you bring down the sword and she snaps back her hand. It's like, how dare you try to strike the mother of a king? And then you, in mid-swipe, twist your wrist and cut off her head. Ten, fourteen, sixteen, seventeen, twenty-two. Yes, that's it. And then that's how you kill her. <sighs> she looks up at Godfrey. She looks at the boys all killing the snakeman. She looks back at Matt. I think we did it. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Boom, 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 boom. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode 102 of 1P D&D, with Beverly Jean as Myrie's stone daughter and Trevor Wade as everyone else. 
Joshua Penn Pearson did the music, and I am traveling right now and don't have the outro that Alex Scribner wrote, so just pretend it's here. This episode was inspired by the Wizards of the Coast adventure Curse of Strahd, and gotta give big ups to Reddit user Mandy Maud for her fleshing out Strahd guide and the help with Berez. Also, thanks to our patrons, Michael, Peter, Dan, Anthony, Evan, and Aspen. Thank you all so very much. If you would like to join their esteemed adventuring company, head over to patreon.com slash 1pdnd. It's one like the number, P like the letter, D like the letter, N like the letter, and D like the letter. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Remember, this podcast is only as cool as its community, so help it grow by telling your friends about it or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you encounter podcasts. We are getting toward the end of this one. But we still got a couple more left in the arc. The next episode is going to be up next Wednesday, November 3rd. So have a very spooky Halloween, and we will see you then.